This is Are We Doomed from Honolulu Civil Beat. I am your host, Claire Caulfield, here to tackle your burning environmental questions. And during last summer's heat wave, Thomas Mulsarek felt like he was literally burning. When it got super hot, like over 90 every day for day after day after day, I'd never noticed that in all my years in Hawaii since 76. Nothing close. And then I'd go in the water, and the water was just like so warmer than ever, constantly. We're sitting on a picnic table overlooking a beautiful beach near his home in Wailua. And I would call, I call this number. He took out his flip phone to show me the many calls he's placed to the National Weather Service in the past few months. Then you can press different buttons for different messages. Like one of the messages would be the winds, and one of them would be the weather. They would also give the water temperature. It was like 80 and 82, day after day after day on this recording. Never in all my years have I ever seen anything like that. And that was last summer, during that real hot spell. So it's just one more piece of the evidence that something's up. He's 70 years old and still surfing almost every day. Although he's known about climate change for decades, it wasn't until he saw dead coral underneath his board, dead coral where there was once a living reef, that he knew he just had to do something. So he started talking to his friends, neighbors, really anyone who would listen about climate change. But he's been running up against hostility, denial, or just plain awkward situations. So today, we're gonna to find some tips for Thomas as he reaches out to his skeptical neighbors about how to effectively talk about climate change. Experts say that focusing on impacts that people are already seeing in their communities is a great way to open the conversation. You can talk about ice caps melting, um, but that doesn't really have people perk up their ears. When, when you talk about trade winds dying, in our islands, you know, we've gone from 270 trade wind days a year down to 210 now. People understand that. They know they got to try to keep their winds open. They're buying fans now. They're buying air conditioning in their homes. That's Josh Stanbro. As Honolulu's chief resilience officer, his entire job is basically to talk to people in Hawaii about climate change. Of course, every once in a while you do encounter folks who are more skeptical. Um, and that's to be expected. We've had an oil industry that has spent the better part of five decades and billions of dollars to produce fake science and create a narrative that this is not happening, just like tobacco didn't cause cancer. But he wouldn't recommend launching into a debate by sending someone proof that oil and gas companies knew about climate change back in the 1960s. No one wants to feel stupid or hear that they've been duped. Instead, why not spread some aloha? What's your neighborhood and what are the things that you're concerned about? The heat in, um, you know, Kalihi was, last summer was just off the charts, you know. Hey, auntie is there, um, you know, can I get you a fan? And say, hey look, I'm not concerned about, you know, the history or whatever else you believe. Um, but I do want to make sure that you're safe and I want to help protect you, whether that's retrofitting your house for hurricane clips, because we know we're going to get bigger, stronger winds from hurricanes. They're coming further north and that's part of climate change as well. You know, reaching out and doing something to help protect somebody um, as an offering of good faith is a great way to start a conversation because it's hard to impugn somebody to feel like you're being attacked when somebody's actually offering, you know, can I get you a fan? Can I help, you know, get some clips on your um, house? Maybe we can come over and do a work party one day um, and, and put them on. 
you can also focus on the things your family members and friends care about that will be impacted by climate change. In Hawaii, that could be surfing, poke bowls, or native plants and animals. I think the people in Hawaii are very in tune with the plight of endangered species, more so than anywhere else in the country, as far as I can tell, particularly endangered birds. That's Trey Menard with the Nature Conservancy. He's been working to preserve native forests on Kauai for the last two decades, and had a lot of friends and family members who were skeptical that climate change was really happening. But then in April 2018, a huge storm hit the island's north shore. Entire towns were flooded, hundreds of people had to be rescued via helicopter, and it took over a year to reopen the highway. And the impact and the devastation from that flood was a major wake-up call for people. And folks that I had been you know, friends with that were climate change skeptics started really kind of going, wow, you know, that was pretty amazing. Trey spent a lot of time after the storm answering his friends' questions and explaining how changes in the climate can affect weather patterns. The idea that this is going to impact how we live in the future is really starting to drive the point home that climate change is real and it's something that we need to deal with. It was hard for some of his friends to admit they were wrong, so he doesn't make any of their conversations into competitions. As soon as you dismiss their their belief, that shuts down the conversation right there. Then it becomes personal. And you can talk about solutions without having to get into the science of carbon emissions. Once you tie it to the benefits that we would all enjoy, outside of just solving the climate change issue, but just the general cleanliness of our environment and not having to import oil or burn gas or drill for oil or for uh, natural gas and all these different things. I mean, I think people are kind of open to that. All this may seem like a lot of work, and it totally is, but it's the best strategy to bring about the kind of large-scale change we'll need to address climate change. Josh, Honolulu's chief resilience officer, said that's because politicians, elected officials, and community leaders make decisions based on what people are talking to them about. If your state rep only hears about potholes and none of their constituents seem worried about climate change, they're going to prioritize potholes over clean energy every time. We have the most sort of knowledge in our state around climate actively happening. We have one of the least amounts of discussion happening about it. Um, I think that happens in all levels. It's not just at the neighborhood level. I think that happens in the boardroom as well, where people themselves are very concerned. They see where the trend is going, and yet they think other people aren't as concerned, so they're not willing to bring it up. Thomas, the surfer who lives in Wailua, is now more than willing to bring it up. You know, I'm 70 years old, and I'm not going to be here that much longer. And I'm concerned about all the babies and all the people your age and what, and what we've left you. And we've kind of blown it collectively, to put it kind of crudely, us adults. We've kind of blown it, because look at the mess we're in. And I see that, and I admit that that I was part of that when I was less conscious. And if we don't fix it, it's gonna get pretty ugly, I think. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> that could thing. You can find more resources on how to talk to the people in your life about tough topics like climate change at civilbeat.org slash doomed. That's also where you can ask me your own question about the environment in Hawaii. 
I am your host, Claire Caulfield, and Jessica Terrell is my editor. Funky Jams, courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review and share this episode with family and friends. It might just help you start an important conversation. Are We Doomed? and Other Burning Environmental Questions is a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866. In the next episode, we're looking at some very creative ways to address plastic pollution. Thank you.